Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and Geico is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. 
to the Fighting Cock podcast Christmas special. This is the Fighting Cock with the extra inch. We've on the line eight of us in total. We'll say us. <laughs> there's four of us and three of them. That's and seven, when I say that's that's seven. Barney's kind of seven. <laughs> <laughs> right on the line, we've got uh, Alex from Bristol. Yeah, we've got we've got Ricky. What's up? What's up? We've got Barney, and of the extra inch, we have Windy, <laughs> and of course. Nathan. Oh, yeah. Now, before we start this podcast, this was Wendy's idea, and I, when I first heard it, I was like, mm, I don't know, maybe it's too much water under the bridge, or maybe there's so much water under the bridge that it's fine and there won't be any issues. But I do want to take this opportunity to say that before Nathan turned up, there was no issue at all between us, our working relationship. Did, you, did anyone else, Rick, did you notice that? Because we were fine. Everything was fine. We were lovely coexisting, two brother and sister podcast. Nathan comes up, like... Do you know that keys are out of Lord of the Rings? <laughs> who's whispering into the white wizard's ear, turning him evil. Now we're separated. We're, we're barely friends anymore. Anyway, that, uh, welcome, Nathan. Welcome, <laughs> welcome, Nathan, to, to the, the fighting cock. Your first ever appearance. <laughs> no, 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 not even close, but <laughs> cheers. What? You haven't been on the fighting cock before? Yeah, a couple second. of times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, because they're all Joe Boom Studios. Good to have you back. Yeah. <laughs> good to have you back. Um, so, uh, Wendy, this was your idea. So let's let let me. You, you can explain what what's going to go on here. We're going to have one episode on the Fighting Cock stream, or or one half on the Fighting Cock stream, and the other one's going to go on the Extra Inch stream. Is that right? Like a true micromanager, you, what you've just done there is said you explain what's going to happen, and then you've explained what's going to happen. <laughs> um, so yeah, absolutely. The first half is going to be on the Fighting Cock podcast feed <laughs> <laughs> sorry and then the second half will be the questions and i will host that on the extra inch feed um, i'm sure there's you know there's a lot of overlap isn't there most most of the listeners of the extra inch found us from the fighting cock they listen to the fighting cock they love the fighting cock and our podcast acts as a like you said a, a sister uh show to the fighting cock um, I don't know if I, I don't know if it's true the other way around i'm not sure if people will, will necessarily listen to the extra inch so this makes them. They have to listen to the extra inch now. They have to subscribe. So yeah, I, I've got to say this podcast benefits you much more than it benefits us. Absolutely, <laughs> that's what is my idea. <laughs> yeah, I, I see. This is what I'm talking about. Like every, every sort of sweetness and light with Windy, but he's an evil genius. No, honestly, I thought, was, <laughs> I thought it was a great idea in the spirit of Christmas for us all to come together and talk about Tottenham because um, I think the general attitude. The biggest subject is is Jose Mourinho and the difference between us all. Is there something in the running order about that? We mm-hmm. talk about him. Okay, we'll come on to that. But yeah, th- it's going to be interesting how we we manage to navigate this this uh, th- th- this podcast without some people getting upset. <laughs> <laughs> Although after the result yesterday, um, I'm not sure any of us are going to be too upset. Uh, anyone Jose out here categorically at this moment? Do you want to just raise your hand or speak? Yes. Alex, well, Joe, you're right now. Get him out. Oh, out of my fucking football club. It's uh, my. It's like um, my thoughts on Jose are like that website that used to be there for when Arsenal 
last won a trophy. It just it just keeps going. It, it just count down. Oh no, that's the wrong way. It goes up, doesn't it? Forget that stupid analogy. A clock that's ticking down. Get him out, cunt. All right, cool. They, they this is going to go on ours, so that's fine. I think. Do you, do you ever drop the C bomb on the extra inch boys? Every now yes. and again. Yeah. Yeah. Nathan's pretty foul mouthed. Good work. Good <laughs> like it. Maybe we'll fit in then. Um. All right. Uh, we got. We got. This is a. We we asked for questions and um. Uh, Aiden didn't offer or at NG. He didn't offer any question. He just made a statement. And of our meeting of podcasts for the Christmas special, is he described it as the dodgy sex pest uncle meets the shy, quiet niece for the first time. <laughs> I don't think either has come out of that well. <laughs> I, mean, I was going to reply to Aiden. Yeah, I was going to reply to Aiden saying, "But Bardi's met us loads of times." Yeah, Bardi is. He's the bridge between the two, really, isn't he? He's the oh, yeah, one, the he'd be the conduit to ensure that both end up in the bedroom late at night together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fixer. <laughs> you are. You're a doer. Very much a doer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, Tom Riddleton uh, says, uh, an hour-long special on XG, which I thought was interesting because despite my... You know, I, I don't follow football in the same way that you guys do. Over there, it's clear when we were talking about um, creating a new podcast, the extra inch. It was really about Bardi and Windy and Nathan being able to talk about football seriously and in a different way that we do. Um, but XG is one of the things I really, really like. I I think it's a a really good tool to understand how well some a team has played uh, in an attacking sense, and we that's got a one. useful bit of information. We reeled him in. Yeah, we no, we won't. <laughs> I've been I've been on it for a while, mate. I think I did, that's a fair thing to say, Nathan. XG is a good representation, a good model to understand how effective a team has been in attack during the ninety-minute period. I'm not saying that they're a better team. It just said the most expected, the the, the the likelihood of goals scored based on the chances created. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. You know, I, uh, it's not the be all and all. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. But it's pretty useful. Uh, it, for a single game, it's not always. Uh, like a hundred percent. Like uh, there's going to be so much like swing in it that it's like it's not going to give you. Uh, like this team definitely should always have a hundred percent won. Who who deserves it? All of that kind of stuff. But uh, I don't know. It's it's a it's a kind of insight that that's useful. I think the uh, the Tottenham Liverpool game recently. There's they were saying it's a bit contentious with the Spurs winning the XG, but Liverpool having the vast amount of uh, possession. And a lot of people were, you know, apparently Liverpool played us off the park, but because of XG, they were saying, well, maybe Tottenham should have won. Maybe, maybe that's maybe that's wrong. But then also, I did hear a lot of people saying about um, it's very hard to judge everything on one game, and it's maybe should be thought about like in a season or a few games or something. Wendy, you talked about XG being uh, like like. Joe Zemrini being a bit of an XG buster, that, that, that his style of play means that XG isn't as important in Tottenham games as it is perhaps a team that's more possession-based. Yeah, and this is why it makes it even more absurd that Mikel Arteta's come out saying, oh yeah, but we, we had, they had 7% chance of beating us or whatever, because it doesn't work like that with Jose Mourinho. It's so much about game state. Nathan's always said that 
Mourinho is the king of manipulating the scoreline. And I think that's, that is the case. And so when Spurs are one that up, they don't carry on attacking. So of course the XG will be lower. Whereas, when, when I, sorry, go on. No, just whereas other, other managers might want like, for example, Jurgen Klopp at Liverpool, they will carry on attacking. They'll want to score two goals, three goals, make, make absolute certain of the results because they think for them, that is the best chance they have of winning. So the XG will, will continue to rack up across the game. Uh, when when I heard that quote from Arteta saying all that percentage stuff, I just had a mental image of you and Nathan in the bedroom just beating each other up. <laughs> 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 Loved that stuff from Arteta the other day. <laughs> <laughs> it's those hand movements. <laughs> a bit of skiing. Yeah, a bit of skiing. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking make it. my manager, my manager. <laughs> um... Uh, this that that's the end of the digs, by the way. That's it. That's, <laughs> that's it. That's everything I have. Um, okay, let's uh, so let's move on to some uh, some talking points. The year in review. Let's le- look back at uh, uh, this year. T, I want to start with you about how you looked at um, or how you felt about a a year in football that has been dominated by a pandemic, a stop start in in football generally, but also a stop start in Tottenham Hotspur's form. Um, and the impact of not going to a game. So, what, you know, what's your, as much as you can, what, what's your, um, you know, your feeling about what football was and what Tottenham, supporting Tottenham Hotspur was in 2020? Well, I mean, from a Marina perspective, COVID saved his life because he <laughs> might have got the sack by now if, if COVID never happened. From my perspective, there is a bit of a shame of not going to games and seeing these cunts, you know, having a few beers of them. But, and then, Yesterday, we were meant to have fans there, and then a couple of days before, Tier 4 comes in. So then you kind of wonder how it impacts the games. I mean, none of us have seen Reggie on in, in the flesh. You know, it's just little things like that. Um, seeing how, seeing Undombele, for example, in the stadium as opposed to on TV, maybe see his movement to the teammates communicate with him. So we are missing all that. We're missing going to the pub after the games. You know, I even thought about, you know, going to... Uh, I forgot the name of the pub already. The blue coats of Bardi and Ricky and have a bit of a debrief after the game yesterday. And, you know, there's none of that. I just got to go on Twitter and see extreme opinions and just get yourself all riled up. And that's kind of how it's been. Luckily, we've been winning most of our games, so I've not had to kind of run that gauntlet. But it feels like it just feels a bit empty at times. And I guess the defeats feel a lot worse. We've not been in the stadium. Mm. So. Did you struggle? Have you struggled? Um, any of you actually struggled with with not going to the games, Ricky? I think it'd be good to ask you this, really, mate, because you got a season ticket. Seeing your old man, the relationship with your old man is, um, you know, Spurs is an important thing, isn't it? The going Tottenham with your, your dad is a really important thing, and and it is with mine as well. So, you know, and you're not being able to do that. Is that how have you dealt with not being able to go to Spurs? Yeah, no, I was I was hoping that you would. Uh... Ask me on that question because it has, I hadn't realized how impactful it was um, until kind of the longer it had gone on for. So, uh, like most people, when you go to Spurs, that it's your it's your release from the week, um, and it's any kind of pent up uh, frustration or aggression or 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 just how you're feeling. Then you go to the football, you meet up with your mates, and there's that deep belly laughing that makes you feel good having a beer, eating a bit of junk food and then going to sing and watch the boys as well and that kind of adrenaline rush when we score or like as T says, but even when you lose and you go back to the boozer after and you just, 
uh, have a few beers. But again, as well, meet, meeting up with my old man and just seeing how his day has been and, and what he's been up to. And like, you know, I, I, I love my family dearly, but when you're stuck here with them in the same house for weeks on end, and it isn't that just one train trip going down to them for the day. Starting, and starting to think Chris Benoit, aren't you? Yeah, After yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> After a while. <laughs> Get the dumbbells out. <laughs> They're awful, Al. What? But uh, yeah, it's it, it's been mad, and and I really um I'm really starting to miss it now, and I would just uh, I would love to go back um in in a full house at uh, at the stadium. Oh yeah, it's it's tough, man. Like um like for for me in particular, it's been like obviously last year, you know, with relationship ending and moving up, moved to a different part of the country. Like my whole plan on the fact of oh, i can move to a different part of the country because i'll see the boys every other saturday mm-hmm. and then that just kind of disappeared uh and it, it is it's tough and t's right the extremes then of <clears throat> winning and uh and then losing it's 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 difficult you become detached from it a little bit uh and it is tough and i think people underestimate how much of a like Rick says, of just how much of a part of your routine and part of your um, the management of your emotions, really. It sounds daft when you say it like that when you're talking about a game, but it's not the football bit. Is the is the bit almost you have to do the fun bit is is meeting up before, afterwards, uh, and then telling the stories in the week about what you did before and after. So, yeah, it's tough, but let's let's hope we're on the home straight at least now. Bardi, you're in. Um, sorry, Dave. I'll come to say two seconds. Um, Bardi, you're you're all the way in Colombia. He's joining us in Colombia. Is that in right? In Viva from Colombia, yeah. You know what? He's taking his microphone across halfway across the world just so he can take part in the Christmas special. He knew it was coming, and um, he's taking his microphone with him. It's a wonderful thing. His commitment. The commitment you'd only see from a proper clean show. It's lovely. <laughs> <laughs> That's what extra inch, man. We always, we always, um, we're committed to our cause. We're committed to our ex subs. We're committed to our patrons. And if you want to find out what that gets you, then join, join our patron. Oh, don't let him get away with that. <laughs> Have Mike more trouble. No, that's fine. That's fine because um, it's fine. Uh, but, um, yeah, I, I wrapped it up in a load of clothes and I put it in my in my rucksack and smuggled it across the, the other side of the world and. <laughs> Now I'm I'm in my bedroom sweating my ass off because it's 23, 24 degrees outside and I've got the window closed because Colombia's a noisy, noisy place, even if you're in a quiet part of town. You got you're stuck there now, aren't you? Though? Yeah, I, I might be. It looks like um you guys you guys all licking each other as um <laughs> put, put the UK in tier four. Just wear your mask for fuck's sake. In Colombia, when you go into a shop. They take your temperature, then they spray your feet with disinfectant, which is the most bizarre thing. It's like you, I feel like I'm a horse getting my shoe clean because you're just lifting up your back leg, all all very effeminate, and they give it a little spray, and then off all you trot. Effeminate. Couple, couple of things. Why? Why effeminate? <laughs> well, stand still and then lift up your back leg and look at the sole of your foot. There's, you can't do it in a manly way. There's no way that you can go like that. And not look like like, <laughs> like so insecure, like, but why, hello, sailor? What? Why, why <laughs> even bring? Why even like mention the effeminate thing? You just say that, that just, like a horse. Why is it a problem? Why is it a problem if you look effeminate for a second? 
No, no, it's just, it's just very, it's a very strange um, custom. <laughs> um, that you have to do. Can I, can I ask? Just we will move back and go back to Spurs, but this is interesting. What is, what's like? Are many people getting infected in Colombia compared to? Um, well, it's it's very different here because the the testing is done a lot by private companies. Uh, there's a lot of people who can't afford to get tested, but it's about a couple thousand a day get um, registered infected, and I think this goes down as maybe a, a hundred to two hundred people die a day. They are very much of the thing that we just got to get on with life now. So every, but you you're masked up all the time, even if maybe you go it's the, maybe it's the feet thing. Maybe the feet thing is they sussed it. That's <laughs> well, they're the spraying the, the wheels of cars as well. When you go into a, a car park, they're spraying the bottom of your car, which is even more bizarre. It is a bit. No, I think I think it's because uh, everyone's nose is blocked up because they're doing loads of gack all the time. You can't say. Uh, that. You, you can't say that to someone who's married to a Colombian. You know, cocaine de- has destroyed and to some degree on a black market level supported the economy. Um, <laughs> but you, you can't say that to a man who's married to a Colombian. Say that to me. I love it. I love that banner. I was saying it to you. I was addressing you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love I love the fact that the line has been... The, the Chris Benoit is not a line. Yeah. But, but that is. Um, Nathan, um, when... when um, when Project Restart came about, when about bringing football back, there was a, a reservation about was this the right thing to do? Um, and, you know, we're, we're in the middle of a global pandemic, people dying left, right and centre, and football seemed a bit, like, flippant. What, wh- where was you at with it? And now that it's back, do you recognise, or is it important that it remains? Because for me, I felt... Like I, di- I didn't feel like I needed football back until it was back, and then I, I desperately realised how much I missed it. Fucking uh, hell! I, I love football. I really, really love football. I started a podcast, and now it's what I do full time. Football means an enormous, enormous amount to me. Uh, but it is still like frivolous, and it's like families are being kept apart this christmas yeah you know rightfully so i think in 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 the in the name of like saving lives to like not be able to go you know see your parents see your children see your brothers see your sisters but also like footballers can be transported up and down the country to play games of football no matter how much i love football i still have to look at that and go what the fuck it does look like there may be another another break uh, and rightfully so, but like it's, it's kind of absurd that like, that it kind of came back, you know. Uh, it coming back at the right time did Spurs a hell of a lot of favors. We had a really good end to last season because we managed to get Kane back, we managed to get Sissoko back, and all of that. But like fucking hell. Um, so yeah, so to see uh, footballers being sort of transported up and down the country uh, in the name of like sport just seems so ridiculous when people are being kept apart from their loved ones. Um, so, uh, it, it kind of looks like it might be heading back that way again. Uh, games, individual games are getting postponed. Um, we have this new strain or whatever else is going on. So numbers are back up. Uh, so like, yeah, as, as frustrating as it is fans and as much as, as football, I mean, coming back is meant to uh, us, maybe not so much <laughs> me personally as a Spurs fan who's been distant from Spurs for other reasons. Uh, but like, yeah, it's, uh. It's kind of a microcosm of like the way we've handled it as a country is that like we might lose football again. And if we'd simply have waited longer in the first time and done a longer, more thorough lockdown, we could have potentially eradicated the virus in the country and then not having to worry too much about it at all. But we keep doing these half measures and football keeps doing these half measures. And so it's going to keep being on and off, I guess, for a little while longer. 
I get what you're saying. You make some good points. But that Arsenal game was all right, though, wasn't it? That's that pretty good. Arsenal pretty game good. That was, that was, take that, though. <laughs> we wouldn't swap that. We wouldn't swap that one. Uh, yeah, you're probably right. All of that makes complete sense. Um, Al, you wanted to say something? Yeah, I think... I, I mean, I agree, but I also think now, look, looking back, um, the value that, that football, and not just football, like high-level sport, like boxing was one of the first sports to, to, to come back as well, and that was a particularly for, for bigger shows was a monumental kind of task to be able to take on particularly with the type of sport that boxing is obviously of course um i think you know there, it it offered a, a massive lift to people like and again like for me in particular like, like having something to be able to do and watch and get excited about and something that can take up some of your time um is a massive deal man when top level sports started coming back like football and boxing were the first things back um and so I get what you're saying, and, and like like you said, you know, you're right. Of course, you're right. But um, there was definitely other massive things, benefits that it offered as well. I think for where everyone just was at that point, it's easy for people who are not interested in sport or football per se to be able to just kind of poo-poo it. But it was massive for me. I mean, I was so ex- like German football. Look how excited we were when that <laughs> week when German football was back. Everyone was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna watch the Bundesliga." Who's ever said that before? <laughs> Well, I'd imagine Nathan has. And <laughs> Wind, Windy might have dabbled. Did any of us actually watch one of that? Like, I know there was that big hype about the Bundesliga that, that week, but none of us actually watched one, did we? I lasted 20 minutes and I was like, this is shit. Buddy, you, did you? Yeah, I watched it because it's, you know, it's, it's a distraction. It's a means to control the masses by giving them something to occupy their mind. And the fact that the football schedule has now been done, so there's one game at a time, means. You can keep the general population occupied for six hours on a Saturday when, instead of them going out and just touching each other and spreading the virus. So it keeps them indoors, at least. Um, Wendy, you, you put in here um, that football might be shutting down again, and Nathan alluded to it just then. I haven't read any of it. I didn't even know that was a possibility. What, what is that about, and what do you think? Really, it's just because the, the, the new strain is... Um... It's so much more. Oh God, I don't even know the terminology to use. Basically, it's it's spreading more quickly now with these new strains, and therefore, if it's if it's more dangerous to attend a football match, the chances are they'll stop all fans attending, which is starting to happen now, anyway. Now, lost. Now we've lost to Liverpool and Leicester. I'm kind of, I'm not that, not that bothered. Well, I'm this really- is it. You know. Um, <laughs> T's already mentioned that Mourinho was saved by by the pandemic happening. I mean, imagine a stadium full of fans in the Leicester game. Let's let's go, let's go on to the Mourinho because um, this is this is going to be this is the crux of the first half of this podcast. T, can you expand in detail what you meant by the the co- the, the pandemic saved Jose Mourinho? Just for people that might not have understood what you meant by that. Well, we won a very terrible run of results and the injuries are piling up as you saw on All or Nothing. Ingman's son won the Villa game pretty much by himself and in doing so injured himself and was out for a foreseeable. Kane was injured again. Undombele was persona non grata. And, you know, the Wolves were kind of hound, you know, the, you know, Marina's under a lot of pressure for his job. So, you know, when the pandemic came in, it kind of saved him to, to a degree. Um, he's, he's a divisive figure. I'll take it back to when 
Ardy, yourself and I did that kind of BT podcast when we when you first hired him. There was so much optimism, and now there's lines drawn in the sand, whether you're pro-Mourinho or anti-Mourinho. And, you know, it's just like everything else. Everything is just so um, partisan at the moment. And, you know, we are where we are. I guess the people who wanted Mourinho gone are you know, a bit louder on Twitter, as I saw in bits and pieces yesterday. But hopefully we can win our next few games and forget all about them. Um, Buddy, what about you? Where, where, where are you are you at? Because you've been one of the vocal, most vocal. I think it, like part of it comes from the fact that you're on the extra inch where uh, Nathan and Winnie have had legitimate concerns, um, or at least ones that are worth discussing, right? Um, but Bardi, you went the other way and was like, kept constantly using the. I've never heard <laughs> certainly a man over 20 years old use my manager <laughs> that doesn't have a handle on Twitter that's um, XL Dombele or whatever the fucking Mourinho season. What, uh, yeah, yeah. But you're like, what, what, what was that about? Were you just being reactionary or contrary, or, or are you are you still fully on the uh, Jose Mourinho choo choo train? Well, I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned uh, Wendy and Nathan because um, I'm here. I'm the ballast. They, if they are, if they're the hot air balloons full of gas and floating, I am the ballast that keeps them keeps them tethered to, to, the, to the common man. So, um... <laughs> <laughs> Barney is the so, common man. Is an absolute joy. <laughs> so, um, I have I have that role, but I also do fully believe in my manager. I am. Um, I can, You can see what he's trying to do, and. I, maybe I have just gone completely the other side because other people have gone the other way. And Alex, for example. So uh, the way Alex has gone so anti-Mourinho has kind of like made me defend him. But um, I don't have... I've always been a fan of Mourinho pre-Manchester United days. I've always admired what he's done and the way he's gone about himself. And I really, really, really want him to, to succeed. I can't, I can't even consider him failing I, because I don't... I don't want us to fail. I want us to achieve everything that we can. So I, I, there's no way that I could take a stance where I'm critical and want him out unless we're 15th in the league and scored one goal in like 20 games. So I'm fully behind Mourinho. I fully, you can see what he's trying to do. His plan may not suit everybody. It may not be the kind of football you want, but it's been pretty successful so far and we're, we're, performing, we're performing all right. You know, we're on Ow. course for a top four finish. Uh, I'd just like to say that publicly, I've been very balanced. Uh, internally is where Bardi and I knock heads. <laughs> I don't, I, and I was joking at the start, I don't want him out. That serves no one right now. So, um, I, but I do think that he is the Brexit of football. He is a massive line. There is a massive fault line, no matter whether we're doing well, whether we'll be doing shit there will always be a massive fault line with him. And so you just have to accept I'm with, with a manager like him. I don't think there is many people that genuinely can be along the middle with it. Um, you, you will most of the time you will fall either side of it. And as long as you can have a conversation properly about it and not be a super, uh, my manager fanboy, or be uh, like I was pretending to be at the beginning, then that's fine. But, yeah, I mean, he's just... Uh, Can I? I've never no. wanted to... Pop. I, I just don't like him. All right, that's fair enough. <laughs> and, you know, when we lose, I don't like him. Um, 
I, and I'm going to position myself uniquely in if we play well, I'm behind him. If we play badly, I'm I'm against him. <laughs> Good. If I'm gonna I'm gonna switch to Jose Mourinho out faster than anybody <laughs> in, in, in the Tottenham Hotspur fan base, I'll guarantee you. But I'm just being honest. All right, and that's that's apparently you get away with just saying I'm just being honest in 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 nowadays. As long as you're being honest, everything you say after that's fine. Um, I'm just I am I'm going to turn on him faster than you you would ever believe, and it's, we're one defeat away from me starting a campaign. <laughs> <laughs> get him out of my football club, pickled onion head, fraudulent. Um, actually, don't mean uh, if you look at the two results, and and, and ignore the games that we played badly in, but one. Uh, it, those two results weren't too bad because Leicester was, uh, the, you know, away from home, they've been on fire. Only Man United have picked up more points. Six out of seven, they scored five at Man City. Um, they're a great team away. Lose to them is no, um, it's, it's no, it's not as significant as, as I felt like that result, for most people took that result. Uh, and the Liverpool game, a lot of people argued that we created the best chances. We had the better XG. Uh, we could have won it. Perhaps definitely deserved to draw. The goals they scored nine times out of ten, they probably wouldn't have converted. So we could have come away from Anfield with a, at least a draw. So those are two really difficult games. After we got, all, we play all the shit teams in the Premier League now, and uh, we'll win them, and everyone will be happy again. We'll, we'll just get on with winning this league again. <laughs> Don't get that kind of punch on the extra inch. Um, <laughs> but my host, <laughs> my host. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. I don't think you'll be in a transition anytime soon. But um, yeah, uh, so uh, well, actually, Ricky, you haven't said anything for a while. Um, it's quite tricky doing it with this many people. So we're kind of trying to think of who's, who's spoken away. Rick, um, yeah, where are you at, mate? Where, where, where are you at with Jose Mourinho? Did, would you influence, first off, like, did your opinion change from the All or Nothing documentary? And, 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 and did it impact the way you felt about him? Not really. Uh, I, I I knew he was like that. From I, I've liked I, I've liked Mourinho's. Uh, I, I've always liked Mourinho because I like his persona, um, and I like the fact that he's full of himself and that he's a prick and that he says these things. And because normally when when you see these traits in people, it's the complete and utter opposite from myself. I am beta. Here's alpha. And when he's on my team, it, when he's on my, it's like the big kid that comes through in the crowd. And it's like he's with me, and he's going to smash your face in. You know, you know that whatever he says, like he's in your corner. And whether you win or you lose, he'll always get himself out. And there's everyone, but he's boiling everyone's piss with what how he's playing. Or if uh, you know this, the Harry Kane trait of of jumping up and this, and that is Mourinho's con- controlling it, whatever it might be. Um, I, I love the fact that it's that it, it gives me great joy that I'm I'm part of that, and that um, I, I find it fun that he is just being a dick, and it's my team for once that isn't being uh, run over all the time. And uh, I've noticed a lot of people have laid off the Spursy stuff quite a bit. And, and I know, like, uh, I think it was Roy Keane that said it against um, Leicester at the weekend when we conceded. And he said, oh, that was a bit, you know, that was the old Spurs. That was that was a bit Spursy. But, you know, yeah. under Mourinho, he, he's slowly getting rid of those um, things that we're tagged with and, and stuff like that. And I know um, 
a lot of the way that that he behaves uh, does rub people up the wrong way. But um, I just I just love it because that is that's not how I act or how I behave, and it's someone completely different to me. So I, so I can get on board with it. Windy go. <laughs> I was I, I was listening to Ricky describe why he likes Mourinho, thinking like that's exactly why I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't think he is in your corner. I don't think he would have your back. Like I think the only back he's got is Jose Mourinho's back. That's just how he is as a as a person. And you know that. Don't get me wrong. That's he's not unique in that at all in football. It's, most football managers just want the best for themselves, and that's fine. But it's just his um, it's just his style. He's very transactional with with football clubs on the whole. I think you know, aside from Chelsea, where I think there is a genuine. I think he really does care about Chelsea as a club. It was his first club in in England. He learned a lot there. He achieved a lot there. Their fans hold him in a, in high regard. Most of their fans hold him in high regard, and I think he holds the, the club in high regard. But I, I don't get that vibe from him about other clubs. And I just think he's um, he's so interested in he's he's just interested in self interest essentially. So he's not my cup of tea at all. But then having said that, I absolutely appreciate the purpose of having. Jose Mourinho is your manager, particularly for a club like Spurs that hasn't won anything for a number of years. And if you look just at the surface level, you know, the way that Daniel Levy was speaking about him on the documentary was simply, we have an opportunity to bring in one of the most successful football managers of all time. Therefore, I will bring in one of the most successful football managers of all time. And it's really difficult to argue with that logic if you're just going from a pure let's win stuff and make Spurs better perspective. It's not the way I would do things. I, like I would prefer to build something over a period of time that would hopefully be a bit more sustainable. But then I'm I'm an old romantic, and that might not be realistic either. I I mean I made a point over and over again, Wendy. I think that I think um, the only point I'm definitely sure is correct when I speak when I've said these things over the last you know, 20 episodes of The Fighting Cock is we've got, we've got to just give it a go, right? It, like, we, we, if this is going to be a short-term appointment and he just, he's here for two or three years, like, if he gets the fourth year, that would be his longest club ever, I think. Um, But we just see what happens. Let's just wait and see. Like, you might not like him as a person. You might think he's destructive and, and you know, he alienates players and, He'll he'll eventually alienate his football club himself from the football club, but just just give it a go because we can't lose anything. We're certainly, you know, it's, he's not going to damage our credentials as a football club. You know, just let's wait and see. It might work. If it doesn't, then we could probably go out and get someone like you know, Nagelsmann or that, someone of that ilk and that ability would come to a club like Tottenham because we are now not what we were before Pochettino. Such as the work that's been done by Daniel Levy. Pochettino, and even the and and the gravitas that having a manager as accoladed as as Jose Mourinho means that we could attract managers of that ilk now who could give you everything you want and the success. But we just got to give it a go now. That's that, that. I guess that's my main point. There's no point in fighting against him right now when two games ago we were top of the league. I, I, I find that no, it's just a little bit counterproductive. I agree, and I think also it's really not healthy as well for you as a as a supporter because there's nothing you could like. I've come to this realization probably too late, to be fair. But you know, in the last few months, I've just tried to find things that I enjoy. Like 
I really like seeing Harry Kane and Human Son happy, and and therefore I will just find moments like that to enjoy. The, you know, other things happen. I switch off the post-match interviews. I don't watch them because I don't enjoy them. So I just cling on to the bits that I do enjoy um, and, and just try and enjoy the ride as much as possible. Fair enough. Um, T, I've got a bit of a question for you. Has Harry Kane and the Son's relationship been found out? <gasps> no, not a chance. Um, you know, um, as an aside, I'm in a group where there's three Liverpool fans and there's me. And oh, they sent me. Um, they, they, they did a photo. Mate. Yeah, they. I've known them since university. Um, oh, no, that's not and and they sent a bus with THFC in it with the wheels coming off. I just said, look, my members of the AA, they'll come and fix, and the wheels will be back on soon. Um, Everton are in the hunt. Leicester are in the hunt. Chelsea are in the hunt. Long way to go, and um, everything's going to be all right. And that's for oh. Kane and Son. I think there's too much quality for them to completely fall away. Um, I think Callum said yesterday that Kane looked tired. We've said that a hundred thousand times in the last five years, and <laughs> the next week he'll end up scoring a couple of goals, and everyone will forget all about it. Um, yeah, but that's what football fans do. T is that it's most, a blip, but most football fans will just say that, won't they? Are oh, tired? They're not up for it, and it's too reductive. You have no idea. He might have had a really bad night's sleep. It could be something as simple as that. And next week he sleeps really well and bagging in goals again. It could be as simple as something like that. Cal, basically, exactly. member of the Fighting Cock, has just fucked up, basically. And I didn't realise he'd fucked up that way. He's never, he's <laughs> never coming back on again. How dare he be so fucking stupid? Get <laughs> him out. Yeah, always thought he was a mug. Um... <laughs> All right, let's go round table and then there's a question and then we're going to finish with a little special bonus that Windy doesn't know about that I've prepared. So you need to brace yourselves, all right? Um, but uh, round the table, no great deal of explanation, but uh, will Tottenham win the No, can Tottenham win the league this season? Nathan, go. Yes or no? Can we win the league this season? No. Fuck no. you. <laughs> Funny. Uh, no, no. Oh, fuck God, so I'm banking on you, mate. <laughs> Oh, Alex, any chance? No. Rick? Yeah, we can. We can. It's possible. I don't think we will, though. <laughs> <laughs> no, no one thinks we will. But, but can, can we, for the fucking love of Christmas? T, can we win the league? Absolutely, we can. Good. Uh, Windy? No, not this year. Maybe if something really horrible happens to Liverpool, maybe if some like really catastrophic event occurs to that football club, but uh... yeah, like Wada, like Wada go there and start testing their testing their pee and their blood, then <laughs> they're good. done. Yeah. Do you yeah. notice? Like I think that the the period of when those puffers stop working has gone. They're now now their bodies have readjusted. Their tolerance to to the asthma pumps have gone down, and suddenly they're fucking smashing it all over. They siphoned off. They ciphered when they were like 30 points in front last season around. So as soon as COVID hit, they were like, ah, the league's done. They siphoned off. They've spent Everyone's... the last seven months not doing it. And now they got whacked by Villa and they've started pumping away again. So what we're saying categorically, these are the words of the extra inch. Liverpool Football Club have <laughs> doped their way to the Premier League. 
title. I genuinely believe that, by the way, like 100%. Like, uh, body's, take, <laughs> body's taking the fist, but like, that, that is absolutely, like, you can write this down. You can put my name on this. I yes, genuinely I'm believe that's exactly what happened. <laughs> I love that. I love that. will be dead by 40, like Rick Rude. <laughs> yeah, would, would you would you allow them to win the league on the bounce twice if you know that everyone have been dead by 40? <laughs> I'd say, say go on then, take the next, take take your league title, see what happens. Because I'll be there when you turn 40. Every single one of you, I'll be there. <laughs> fucking taking pictures. That me by the graveside. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be in the front way, front row, front row of your fu- funeral taking pictures. <laughs> Uh, that's that right. is a that is a question though. Would um, like just a joke you know, quickly? Would yeah no no this is this is getting too dark. I'm not going to say it then. Would you sacrifice Tottenham's like Harry Kane? Do you reckon Harry Kane? He's so desperate to win something and to be a legend. Do you think he would end his life early? Yeah, look at Windy's face. Windy's face. He's like, what? <laughs> what are you saying? Uh, I'll answer your question for you. I would sacrifice Harry Kane at 40 for a Premier League title, yes. <laughs> Wendy, I would like you to answer that question, please. <laughs> Can we stop sacrificing Harry Kane, please? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, Wendy, I'll, I'll put a twist on it. Would you would you say that, would you, so for Spurs to win the league, Jose Mourinho is dead by 60? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we, we've all got our price, haven't we? We've all got our limits. All right. Uh, those are just jokes, obviously. Uh, I have to add those now because what I've realised over the last month or so is I say stuff on things and I feel like I'm clearly making a joke and people are at me and going into my DMs saying, that wasn't like, you've you got to stop saying this stuff, man. <laughs> like, like, is this how you believe? And I'm like, no, no. Obviously, I don't want Harry Kane to die at 40 so we win a Premier League trophy. What animal would want that? Just saying Barney. it for just <laughs> and Alex. Do you know what I mean? It's like it's it's so I, I don't think people maybe I'm not as intelligent. Funny. <laughs> maybe I'm not funny. I don't maybe this is, I don't know. ten years of great podcasting would say I am. Anyway, um uh let's uh let's uh, let's move on to the, the special special thing that I've got uh lined up. This is not for members of the Fighting Cop podcast. This is for members of the Extra Inch. And now you will know if you've listened to the podcast recently. I know you have, Wendy, and you have Buddy. Nathan, I'm not sure if you still listen to us or if you do. Do you listen to us? Occasionally. I Not as much anymore because... You're um... a fucking... Ar- you are an arsehole. <laughs> listen, listen, I spend a lot of time talking and listening and, and thinking and doing videos on Spurs. I don't want to, like, yeah. with my time off, you know what it is? Well, we're the perfect podcast for you, then, because we don't talk about that shit. I I skip to the second half sometimes. We don't even like Tottenham. Um, Okay, so uh, you'll know that we do a quiz, don't you? And Barley's going to hate me for this, but I had to, given the opportunity, I had to do this. Uh, So we've provided a quiz for the the extra inch. Now, these are 10 questions. You've listened to the podcast. You may have heard the quiz. They are difficult questions. But you are, you know, you're the tactical guys, aren't you? You know football. You no. understand. No, 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 don't. You're not allowed to do that, Nathan. You've built a, 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 a like, you've got 500 patrons or more, probably, who pay you because you know your football. I'm just saying, this is the test. Do you know your football or not through 
the realms of uh, trivia. <laughs> and well, we get to we get to listen to Flav try and ask questions in a sentient way. <laughs> I'm not actually that drunk today, but I probably will will fuck it up. Back to get quizzical. Quizzical. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Think man a smart. Come quiz. Think man a big. Come quiz. Think man a youth with the knowledge for this. Prove that ish on the FC quiz. Think man a smart. Hey, come we quiz. Think man a big. Come we quiz. Think man a youth with the knowledge for this. Prove that ish on the FC quiz. Come we quiz then, bruv. Okay, so uh, question one of the fighting cock versus the extra inch. <laughs> All right, these are all they all have a reference to football at Christmas. Uh, what I was going to say is all of you can confer, you can talk to each other about the question, but you'll be given no clues and no help. Okay, okay, so all three of you can answer, you can talk about it. And Bardi, as the quiz master of previous days, when we used to do Bardi's Bane Busters, um, he, he has the final say, so he has to give the answer. Okay. Right, number one, Spurs are unbeaten in their last 14 Boxing Day League games, winning 11 and drawing three. Who was the last team to inflict the defeat upon us on Boxing Day? Um, how many years is this, sorry? How many 14. Boxing Days? Uh, the last 14, we've been undefeated. So that would have been... Oh, God. 2005. 2005 to all 2006, probably. Yeah, 2005, isn't it? No. So... <laughs> an impossible question. No, it says no. Spurs. It's not. It's, well, I've got to give you this because because it's not 2005, but your maths are correct. It's 2003. Okay, <laughs> <Fucking> now <laughs> just, just for a record, what? I I don't write this. I'm just saying that people are digging me out about the quiz. I don't write it. I just read it. Do you? So who did we lose against in on Boxing Day 2003? Basically. Christ. Christ. The score was 2-0. Try this one, Jimmy Riggle. Yeah, wow. Um, I don't know. Man. I don't know. It, it, it literally just pick a name. Pick a name and guess. The score was 2-0. Jermaine Defoe used to play from. Oh, oh, here we go. Hell. Here we go. So now we've got, we got the option. of It's now uh, narrowed down to Sunderland. Uh, Portsmouth, Portsmouth. West Ham. Or West Ham. It's got to be, um, be Portsmouth, no? Correct. Number two is how many wait, goals? Wait, 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 wait. I just want to hold my hand up. That, that was conferring. That wasn't the final answer. So I'll <laughs> well, say final answer. Flav, stop giving clues away as well. Yeah, but, but we, fucked up the, we fucked up the question, didn't we? So it's like it made it impossible for him. And we said we were going to change the answer if they got it right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we would never do that. Uh, number two, how many goals has Harry Kane scored on Boxing Day in five appearances? That's that's really hard. <laughs> he had two against Chelsea. Oh, come on. Who else have we so, had? Uh, oh, no, that was New Year's. Five, Fuck. It was the 5-3, yeah, it wasn't Boxing Day. Oh. Um, All right, my, brain, my brain doesn't work for these kind of things, but he scores nearly every time he plays. Yeah, do you want to go? Do you want to just match the number so. and go for five? I reckon five or six. I, I, I reckon it's less than that, man. I really do reckon it's less than that. I, uh, well, it's, gonna... not it's not less than that. Oh. <sighs> <laughs> just tell him the answer time. mate just tell him the answer he loves Christmas doesn't he Kane and he plays every he plays every game around Christmas and still bangs them in you want to go seven um, uh, oh, I don't mind yeah go fuck it we'll go seven 
Uh, it's incorrect. It was eight goals. Number three, oh, uh, who scored Tottenham's first goal of 2020? Ooh. Too hard. No, that's a, that's a, we should know that one. It was against Middlesbrough. Oh, it was the FA, it was the FA Cup yeah. then. It was... Um, Tanganga started. Yeah. Um, who's, it was away. We drew 1-1. Uh, I, I got a funny feeling. Was it Lamella? I got a funny feeling. I was Windy? thinking it was Lucas, but Lucas, yeah, 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 yeah. Lucas, Luke, Luke. We're taking Lucas, correct? Uh, number four, which hell. former Spurs manager said, I have no time for Christmas dues, it's a busy time of year. I don't know what players are thinking of going out on dues at this time. This is, um, this got, I'm, this is, I'm referring, I'm confirming, this is Harry, you know, because when he cancelled Christmas and then Robbie Keane went and organized a secret one, didn't he? Use of the word dues doesn't sound like anyone, but Harry does it. Yeah. Yeah. Harry Harry Redknapp. Congratulations. It was Harry Redknapp. Uh, bizarrely, um, Barley's already answered question five. <laughs> who, who reportedly organised a squad Christmas trip in 2009, <laughs> telling Redknapp that they were going, they were all going on a golfing holiday after he'd cancelled the Christmas party? I think it was Robbie Keane. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Uh, number six, Spurs have won by six goals on Christmas Day, twice in their history. In 1956, we beat Everton 6-0. And in 1952, we beat Middlesbrough 7-1. Can you name two of the players to have scored across either of these games? Not in both, just mm. two players that scored in both of those games. Ooh. What were the years again, sorry? So, uh, 56 and 52. It sounds difficult. Every... I'd I'd go Jimmy Greaves for for no 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 that's no. way fifty six no no it's way too early way 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 too early you sure fifty six he joined in sixty two he okay. joined after yeah. the sorry God I'd love Barney uh, to be wrong now was it sixty one we watched the cup final I'd look yeah. at Bobby Smith as a possible as well who and um um who who was the who the, fucking other the um, Ramsey played in those teams. Alf Ramsey played in the in the fifties teams. Bobby Smith and Jimmy. How long do they Look really. at T. He's like he's like a dog, right? That has seen a bone on the other side of the fence. He can't quite get it. He's desperate to get desperate to get it. Who, T, I, do you know these well, answers? T can name the full elevens. The starting eleven. Um, no, 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 no. The twelfth man as well. Do you know? Do you, could you could you name yeah. two of the players that scored in both these games? <laughs> no. If I if I had to confer, I would, but no. Okay, look, you, Bobby Smith you, oh. is correct. Get, give me Smith. one other. Who who else was in that sixty-one final that we watched? No, but we're not talking about sixties. I know, 50s? Yeah, but like yeah. a player who was, could, you know, have still been there. an older player. Yeah. I'm gonna have to press you guys because you know this it's fucking boring. Blood, 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 blood. Is that your answer? Yeah, he's incorrect. Uh, Bobby Smith was correct. Uh, Jimmy Greaves didn't sign until 1962. Mm. I think it was. It might even be 67. Anyway, no, it wasn't, no, it wasn't in the 50s. Um, uh, Terry Medwin scored in both. Tommy Harmer scored <laughs> in both. Uh, Alfie Stokes. Uh, Les Bennett scored four against Borough. Len Dukeman, which I thought someone might pull out. And uh, former assistant manager to um, uh, uh, to Nicholson was uh, Eddie Bailey. Anyway, seven. What is more expensive, the fighting cock Christmas jumper or the ju- Christmas jumper from the official Spurs shop? 
I didn't read this. I wouldn't have included it. I would not have included this because someone complained about the quality of the jumpers the other day. Like, fuck it. Like I, do. I, don't pro- I don't produce the jumpers, right? We outsource this shit. <laughs> to, to, kids in China don't do their job properly. Not awful. <laughs> don't complain at me. Ring them up for a fucking refund. That is what you've just done is literally an Alan Partridge bit. <laughs> this is the bit where people think I'm not. I'm joking. I'm not joking. I'm actually <laughs> saying. All right. Anyway, Flav's gone full Partridge. I love it. I feel anyway, like. Anyway, go on. The question. The question is, um, what what is more expensive, the fighting cock Christmas jumper or the Christmas jumper from the official Spurs shop? Fighting cock. I feel like Flav's rage has yeah, has given cock. away the the answer there. <laughs> The fighting cock, shit, our pricing's all wrong. No, good, our, that's what we want. A Sony jumper is £30. Is that expensive? Is that, should I drop the price? A lot of people no, bought them. A lot of people don't. I think the Tottenham Christmas jumper's actually on sale, so that's why it's cheaper. Oh, hold on, there's a caveat here. The kids' one is £20. So... I don't think and, that's and, the point that you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I get it. I'm just trying to clang, clang a thing on anything here. Anyway, can we just move on, please? Um, everybody did buy the jumpers. Thank you. It's gone to a worthy cause. Not a charity, but it has gone to a worthy cause. Um, <laughs> hey, to celebrate the 25th of December, can you name any of the last four players to have won, uh, to have worn the number 25 jersey? Tanganga wears it now. So any of the previous four before him? This is a great question. Hugo Lloris. Um, Lloris is correct. Stambouli, 25, I want to say. It's correct. Ooh. Shit. And... Um... Stephen Clements wore it back in the day, but it's probably been four since then. Did Holt be wear 25? It was 15, I think. I yeah, I don't think Holt be wore it. Um, You're going to kick yourselves at this. No, the answer, have you seen the answers? Uh, no, you haven't. No, I, I know the answer though because I've got one of the shirts. Um, uh, 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 do you know both answers though? No, I got one. And T, do you know both answers? There's two left, or two that they've got. You've got two. <laughs> two left. Last four players to um, win a twenty-five jersey. Don't answer, but just do you know? There's one. He might be number five. I reckon the one I'm thinking of. I'm gonna have to press you, boys, because we've got to move on. I, I, I don't know. I can't think of another one. Can I tell him? Well, yeah, you can say the one you know. Yeah. Aaron Lennon. Oh, Is of course. Way back. He, wasn't, he wasn't the last four. Uh, get back to me. Andy Bayor was one. And oh, I'm going to say Andy Bayor. Fuck. Windy, Windy, <laughs> you, I'm just going to say, just, uh, just, I know it's Christmas, but I don't need to look into your camera. You should be fucking ashamed at yourself. No way. Absolutely ashamed. How dare you? You was ramming this kid no, down our throats for the seasons. To Josh. Oh. Yeah. Yes. Oh, see, you were calling his Christian name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when, uh, this kid's going to be oh, good, but Pochettino that. won't play him in the number eight. That's his main position. He keeps playing that left. He's shit. Can't even get in Fulham's <laughs> team now. Is it? Uh, is he at Fulham? Yeah. He's injured, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares whether he's injured or not. No one he cares. Can't promoted. Good. Excellent. That's his role. He's, he's Sam Allardyce, <laughs> number eight. All right. Uh, yeah, it was Josh Olema, uh, Stambouli, Larice, and Adi Bayor. Number nine. Here are three clues which combined make up the name of a certain person in Spurs history. Oh. Tenth day of Christmas. 
The first name of the Scottish striker who made 429 appearances for Spurs. A white powder-like substance. Which figure is this in Spurs' history? The 10th day of Christmas. The first name of the Scottish striker who made 492 appearances, 429 appearances for Spurs. And a white powder-like substance. Let's start with the white powder-like substance. Snow. (laughs) Cocaine, salt. It's not going to be cocaine, is it? (laughs) We have another player called cocaine. (laughs) So, flour, which would mean it's Danny Blanche flour. I don't know. Where's the how many how many games this bloke plays? Because I'm not how sure. Many te- that's tenth day of Christmas. What's what's in the song? What is it? Ten Lords are leaping. I don't know. Yeah, Lords. <coughs> ah, <laughs> nice. <coughs> Lord Adam Sugar. Nice. Nice, Wendy. Come on, Wendy. Anna Gilzine. Yeah, Wendy done it. Well done, Wendy. Is correct. Um, I might um, I might be shit at Spurs knowledge, but I'm all right at quizzes. Uh, did anyone count what they got right and what they didn't? Because I didn't. No. Maybe got two wrong. Two wrong. No, three wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Ricky wrote it down. He looked down yeah. his notepad. Three yeah. wrong. Uh, so uh, as we stand, uh, Jimmy Regal is still on top at the end of 2020 as the quiz leader. But we all know that Jimmy Regal is he's the League Cup winner. He's not He's not Premier League gravy, is he? He's not Champions League <laughs> gravy. He played an easy quiz. He's done the easy quiz. Uh, this is a quiz we don't even recognise. How many of those questions have you got, Jimmy? How many? None. And you know what? He's afraid to come back on and challenge it. He's like, I've done my job. I'm not coming back on. But the, check, the he's, quiz well, is he's, He is basically Mourinho, isn't he? He's, got, he's ahead now, not doing anything else. Sharp, Jimmy sharp. Riggle is, is Liverpool, but he's been doping and he's, he's <laughs> cycling off. He doped the quiz. Yeah, he's we, we will never let, let this go, Jimmy, until you come back on. We will never, ever let this go. Your name will be mud by the time we end. And not only this, we're going to go personal. I know some personal stuff about you. I know some stuff about you. Right? I love if the you... fact that it's not his fault. <laughs> no, it's not his fault. Yes, but I mean, you're right. <laughs> He's done nothing wrong, but we will goad him and we will force him to come back on to take on the prop, the real quiz. That's the real quiz. This is the real quiz. Right. Um, now, let's look, just, you know, we're going to end uh, uh, and um, we wish everyone a Merry Christmas, but remind you that the podcast isn't done. Go over to the Extra Inch right now and listen to the rest of this bollocks. Although, Wendy's <laughs> going to be hosting now, so it'll probably be much, much better. More professional, definitely. Um but yeah, from, from, from me, from the rest of the boys, uh, Merry Christmas. If you don't go over to the extra inch because you might hate their guts or something. <laughs> Bye.
Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Geico asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, Geico can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. GEICO asks, how would you love a chance to save some money on insurance? Of course you would. And when it comes to great rates on insurance, GEICO can help. Like with insurance for your car, truck, motorcycle, boat, and RV. Even help with homeowners or renters coverage. Plus, add an easy-to-use mobile app, available 24-hour roadside assistance, and more, and GEICO is an easy choice. Switch today and see all the ways you could save. It's easy. Simply go to GEICO.com or contact your local agent today. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.